On the show today, Rich and I discuss the return of college football, which teams will be left standing, and what to drink while you're watching the games. I'm your host, Brad Jackson, and you're listening to the August 29th, 2022 edition of Coffee and Koshan. So, Rich, it is that time of year again. Thank God we've made it back to football season. This long drought of the summer where there's no good sports on has come to an end. Uh, I spent a lot of time working yesterday, but I did get a chance to watch some football, and um, it was glorious. It was so nice to see. I mean, most most of the teams that are on uh, in, in what they refer to as week zero are not always great teams, but... The point is, it's college football, and it's wonderful that it's back. Uh, I feel for a lot of the kids who are in school right now because they don't have to deal with what you and I had to deal with when we were in school because they had COVID for the last two years, and so a lot of places didn't allow students to be there for the games, which is ridiculous. Um, So I think all the schools now have have given up on that crap, and uh, everybody is back at the games, and it's wonderful because stadiums are full, fans are excited, there's going to be some great games this season. Um, week two, we play, uh, Texas plays Alabama here in Austin. It's going to be the party to end all parties. Um, it's going to be insane. And uh, we are absolutely going to lose to Alabama. Um, <laughs> but it'll be, <laughs> I'm realistic. Uh, but it'll be fun to watch because uh, I think it'll be great. But um, let's talk about uh, football. Let's talk about college football. Uh, as I mentioned, it just it's just kicking off. This is week zero. Um, the first real games start on Saturday, and uh, it'll be so much fun to uh, watch football all over again. I wanted to talk about how we think this might end. Um, you know, I think it's safe to say Alabama will be one of the top four teams because they always are. It's really funny. I heard uh, Nick Saban say on an interview recently that last year was a, quote, rebuilding year for Nebraska, unquote. Oh, okay, right, all right. I mean, most teams, when they have rebuilding years, you have like, you know, five, six, seven, eight wins. You know, Alabama just doesn't win the national title when it's a rebuilding year. So, I mean, you know, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's he's just that kind of legend. So uh, he said they're done rebuilding, and uh, so <laughs> I fully expect them to be there at the end, uh, hoisting the trophy. Um, I also think, though, if you look at Ohio State this year, this seems to be a year... That is going to be great for Ohio State. Their talent is ridiculous. Um, and I really think they they kind of had a little bit of a, a, a lull last year. And I think Ohio State is really going to come back this year and really take over the Big Ten, uh, which is about to be a much bigger Big Ten. And uh, I think coming out of the West, here's my surprise pick. I bet Utah is going to end the drought of um, Pac-12 teams in the playoff. That hasn't happened, I think, since... Oregon did it several several years ago, um, but I think uh, Utah has a great team this year. Uh, they're almost entirely intact from last year. They have a great quarterback in Cam Rising, and I think Utah ends up being the surprise team in. And then I think, <laughs> because again, they're almost always there. I, I got to pick Georgia as the fourth team to make it at the at the end. Um, Georgia uh, won last year. Practically both of their lines just graduated to the NFL. I think they all got drafted. Um, so that will be a bit of a, uh, a change for them. They're going to have to replace that. But, but mu- much like Alabama, Georgia doesn't really rebuild. They reload. Um, and so I think Georgia's 
a team that looks really good for this year to uh, make it all the way. But I think that fourth slot could be up in the air. Um, you could see you could see another team sort of uh, slide in there. But um, you know, being that that you and I live in college football country, uh, I think this is one of my favorite times of year. What about you? Yes, I uh, I like the NFL, but. There's just something about college sports, particularly as you mentioned for us living uh, in SEC country here in the South part of America. It's just, it, it's still got the level of uh, allegiance that the NFL has lost in through free agency. So you, yes, there are people do transfer, players do transfer. And it's more common now, but there's still something you're, you're rooting for an institution as opposed to just rooting for a team. And it just makes it so exciting and having games on Saturdays and, you know, especially we're not there yet. It's a uh, uh, very hot out there as uh you mentioned uh, we were talking about the drought. It's it's figurative and literal, but it's a uh, it's just such a wonderful time. And, and I can't really disagree with your rankings, although in talking about uh, you know institutions, I have to, even though it's a long shot, I, I have to uh, not to make it you know, too SEC heavy, although it's, it's the SEC, it's always going to be SEC heavy. Arkansas is ranked for the first time in the preseason in quite a while. Arkansas has been rebuilding for a couple of decades and there've been some good seasons (laughs) (laughs) and uh, there've been some good, good coaches, but they never got us there. They uh, and so I, I'm gonna you know make the crazy prediction that Arkansas is somehow in the toughest conference going to pull it out and end up in the top four. But again, they have to play Georgia and Alabama, and that uh, th- those are significant roadblocks. But Sam Pittman, our coach, has finally uh, reignited excitement around the program, which has brought in recruits. Arkansas has also smartly, uh, with the help of foundations, which kind of operate outside of the normal college budget, you know, I'm all for reducing college bloat in uh, the spending. But what people don't realize is a lot of money that goes for these coaches and the programs and the facilities does not come straight from the college's budget. It comes from outside donors who create these trusts and funds specifically for these. And so Arkansas has just locked in Sam Pittman. And he's at this point saying he's here until he retires, which definitely helps in recruiting because players know that they're going to be playing for the coach that recruited them. So, uh, you know, I'll probably be spectacularly wrong, but it's exciting for it to even be a possibility that they're going to go out there and, you know, end up on the positive side of the win loss record at the end of the season. But isn't that what's great about college football, Rich, is that like, so there's no, there's no logic that perhaps says, that Arkansas can work its way through that ridiculous gauntlet that is the SEC and make it to the top four. But it's that hope because uh, you're an Arkansas fan, you root for the school, right? And you always have that hope that your school can come out on top, find a way to win and and make it. And that's what's so great about college football. There's a passion for it that you don't get in most other sports. It's so wonderful. I love it. 
Exactly. It's something that, you know, you're always rooting for, like you said, for the school, for the university. And it brings in a different level of fandom, uh, particularly with you add in the geographical uh, cohesiveness with everybody, you know, on Saturdays, you see everybody at the grocery store, if they're not at the game or whatever, people getting ready to, to grill and watch at home. Everybody's got on, you know, their, 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 their merchandise with the, the logo on it and their lucky shirt or whatever. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> so it's just, it's a, it's a different sort of community that I think the NFL has lost. And I lived in Nashville during the time when the Titans were moving, had moved, just moved from, uh, Texas. And I was there for the, the, the weird Memphis season, uh, even though they were going to be in Nashville, the music city miracle, all that. But even then it just wasn't the same thing because you've, you know, in a city you've got transplants. And so you've got people who have moved to Nashville who are still rooting for, you know, the 49ers or whoever. And it doesn't bring that same level of passion as college sports does. Absolutely. I absolutely agree. That's that's one of the things I just love about college is that you get this passion uh, that you just don't see for other sports. Um, Okay, Rich. So if we're if we're getting ready for the game and uh, one of the things that that we'll cover this fall as we do more of these is uh, things you can you can eat while you're watching the game, things you can grill, that sort of thing. But of course, you have to have a drink in your hand for these games, because along with that passion comes disappointment. And sometimes you just need something <laughs> to help you get through the game. So uh, we're going to do two drinks today. Uh, I want to start first with a beer cocktail because this is a really cool way to use beer. And, and if you don't just want to have the beer and there's nothing wrong with just having beer, but if you want to do something a little bit different, you can do a cool beer cocktail, right? That is correct. And that is why I picked this one. It's a... Uh... Something that I saw at a restaurant locally, a great pizza place, it's called the Spaghetti, uh, not spaghetti. It, it starts off being spelled the same way, but there's no I at the end. And it is made specifically with Miller High Life. Uh, you take a slug out of it or pour out a little bit. You throw a shot of Aperol into the bottle and then finish it with a squeeze of fresh lemon. And when I saw it and knowing the quality of this restaurant, it's like this wouldn't be on the menu if it weren't good. And my assumption was correct. It's a fantastically refreshing concoction. You know, it's like like an Aperol spritz, but you're taking the champagne of beers and uh, using (laughs) that instead. And, you know, I'm not I, I grew up. My dad was a high life man. And I'm uh, more a fed, you know, I'm out here with my, you know, double IPAs and, and sours and this and that. And so I don't drink a lot of high life, but for the spaghetti, I will buy uh, Miller high life and have one, especially as we're in that transitional period where, you know, we're dreaming of fall football weather, but we're not quite there yet. We're still out there sweating. So you need something refreshing. Yeah, it, it is that time of year where it's frustrating because you're like, oh, college football is here. Oh, it's September almost. Like, And so you see on the calendar, oh, it's supposed to be fall. And then it's 98 degrees with 120% humidity and you sweat right through your clothes as soon as you step out the door and you're like, ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> it's that frustrating time of year. Okay, so if you're not doing a beer cocktail and you want to do a cocktail cocktail, Here's one that sort of gets you in the mood 
for fall because we're almost there, as I just said. Uh, and that is the maple old fashioned, right? Right. The maple old fashioned is what you would think of in an old fashioned, except that you swap out the sugar cube or simple syrup that you would use for a teaspoon of, of maple syrup to add that extra richness and complexity. So you, you take your, your rye whiskey, your bourbon, a couple of ounces, you throw in the maple syrup, a dash of bitters, shake it up in your uh, elevated craft shaker, and then you garnish it with an orange peel and you've got a perfect fall beverage. Yeah, I love that. I, I, I think it's fun because it's a great, if you get a good maple syrup, you get like a good, uh, they used to be called gray B. Now they're called something else dark or something like that. But if you get it, if you get a uh, darker, richer, richer maple syrup, it almost adds a bit of a smoky quality to the drink, um, which I think is really kind of fun. It just sort of it, it plays on that fall a little bit. You know, maybe maybe you've got a, a grill going or or a fire pit in your backyard or something like something like this, I think, is really fun to have in that situation. I think it's a fun little addition. Yeah, definitely. And you could even, uh, if you want to get extra fancy, there are tons of kits out there you can get. Uh, I have one I got from Bespoke Post where you can make your own smoked cocktails at home. And it's kind of a process. And you have a little blowtorch and you heat this wood and you capture the smoke in the glass. And then you pour your your uh, drink out of your shaker in there after uh, it's got that little bit of smoke in. And, and then there are others with domes where you smoke the whole thing. But you could even take it up a step with that and, and, and really go all in to the smokiness. Yeah, I actually I have, I have a, a smoker, like a little mini smoke gun. Um, that I use for food, but I also use it for drinks. I mean, I purchased it for food, but I also use it for drinks. And that's a fun way to, to add a little smoky flavor to, uh, to a drink. Uh, and it works really well if you're, you know, doing, you know, barbecue or something like that shoulder you made a couple weeks ago, that something like that, that, that go really well with that. Yes. Um, anyway, so happy fall, everybody. We're almost there. It is college football season. Now, you know, who's going to be good and what you can drink while you're watching the games. Thanks, Rich. Always a pleasure. Thank you, Brad.